separating them from their wallets. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The best experiences you will ever have as a traveler require getting off your ass and spending quality time with real people in real towns, cities, and villages. I prefer to do it by experiencing food and sharing culture. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but frankly, people become so afraid of venturing into the unknown that they often miss what is right in front of their faces. One of the best meals I ate in Mexico on that trip came from the water right outside the hotel. I'd been up in my room taking in the sunset from my balcony trying to figure out what to do for dinner and where I could go to eat that wasn't in or near my hotel when I noticed four or five kids diving off the rocks into the water. Each time they came out of the ocean, they dumped handfuls of shellfish into pails, which I assumed they would later hawk to local restaurants. I ran right down to the beach as fast as I could, asking if they had a knife or some sort of tool to open the shells. They did, and it turned out that not only were they trying to collect some seafood to haul to the back doors of a few local kitchens, but they would also hawk their wares on the beach to anyone willing to buy a plate. I ate a platter of fresh shellfish, one at a time, shucked by a nine-year-old kid right there on the beach. There was an assortment of eight or nine different pieces, machine-gunned at me like a little mini raw bar selection on automatic fire. I've seen the same plate for hundreds of dollars in swanky Tokyo restaurants. Orange and red Pacific clams, abalone, small whelks, oysters, scallops, all fresh from the sea. The big difference with this meal was that it cost about four bucks, and I shopped for it from my balcony window. While I love the Pacific shellfish, Huatulco is actually best known for a different sort of sea creature. The area around the town's hotel zone, technically called Los Bahias de Huatulco, is made up of about nine bays that stretch for 20 miles along southern Mexico's Pacific shore. Much of the coastline is extremely rocky with good currents and clean waters, making it the perfect breeding ground for octopus. I love hunting and gathering food, so naturally, I wanted to fish for octopus the old-fashioned way. Enter Francisco Rios Ramirez, an octopus diver with 30 years' experience under his belt. I'm beginning to think the Fountain of Youth is located in the long-lost city of Atlantis. Either that, or diving is great for your skin, since Tobago Cox and Francisco are two of the most fit and youthful-looking guys I've met in a long time. Francisco has a trim waistline, maybe 34 inches, but the guy weighs more than I do. He's solid muscle with a huge chest and the widest shoulders I have seen on anyone his size. If I hadn't known better, I would have pegged him as an NFL linebacker, albeit a very short one. We met up with him at the docks in the sleepy port of Santa Cruz. We shared a coffee and a roll, got our gear together, and under a cloudless sky boarded his little boat, a small skiff with an ancient outboard motor, and headed out towards our first stop, Tagalunda Bay, which, incidentally, means beautiful woman in Zapotec, one of the area's indigenous languages. Francisco dives into those bays nearly every day of the week, bringing in anywhere from 20 to 40 octopuses per trip, each of which weighs roughly two kilos. His method is ancient and bare-boned, to say the least. Armed with only a thin metal yard-long stick with a hook attached to the end of it, and wearing only a tight-faded speedo, some fraying cracked flippers, and an ancient diving mask, he flips over the gunwale and out of the boat. I follow him. He starts out by diving 20 feet under the water and hovering there for a minute or two. At this point, he's not even looking for octopus, just checking out the visibility and current. All the while, he's expanding his lungs' capacity to hold oxygen. By the time he finds a good spot to look for octopus, he's able to hold his breath for four or five minutes 
which seems like an eternity when you're sitting in the boat or floating nearby, hoping your diving buddy and only means of transport back to shore isn't dead. Francisco started me out on a few of the tamer dives, but after a few short lessons, we were off in search of our catch together. I should remind you at this point that I'm 5 feet 10 inches tall, weigh 240 pounds, and exercise as often as I can, which is about once a month. My idea of fun water sports is not heading 10 miles from the nearest dock and free diving in deep water with a swift current in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. But sitting with Francisco, prodded by his immensely toothy grin and halting guarantees of my safety, using my kitchen Spanish as our only means of communication, gave me all the confidence I needed. Besides, if we catch octopus, we eat octopus, right? The water in Tagalinda Bay, especially at the two outermost points of the bay, was some of the cleanest, most pristine ocean I've ever spent time in. The seabed here is composed entirely of rocks and boulders, which means that no sand exists.